Welcome. Bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Trevor Story, not dead yet. I'm not dead. He is he's 100% owned, 100% started in TGFBI, obviously, which yeah. is is not, you know, not super uncommon. He does have, you know, bright spot. He does have five stolen bases, but you're really hoping for more than seven home runs at this point of the season in a pretty stacked He's gotten four he got four over the weekend. So I, I mean, it's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. In a pretty stacked Red Sox lineup. He's still batting a beautiful 226. <laughs> Well, no, okay, so this last week, his line in was um, nine hits, 25 at-bats, 10 runs, six home runs, 14 RBIs, two stolen bases, a 360 average. That's his last week. Yeah, but this line, this line isn't the line that I read off about his full season, even with that last week. Keep in mind that last week. Yeah, I know. Keep in mind the last week. I was just yeah. saying, he's finally, and he's... Finally, showing signs of life. Yeah. So in a, in a full season roto, you're you better not have dropped him because you have to <laughs> you have to ride out the ebbs and flows. No, we did. But if if you benched him last week, poof, wow. Well, demon- but but demon- again, demonstrably, nobody did. Right, hundred hundred across the board here. No, so no, you no, have no. to assume that that nothing happened there. I'm looking at my other hundred hundred players. It's pretty sad, but we'll we'll save that. <laughs> we'll save that and talk about it in a second. All right, Adley Rutschman is here it's the he's it's here the Rutschman era uh earlier than i expected honestly same i thought it was gonna be june but i did we put an over under i believe we did and i think i need to look up the date that's a good thing for me to resolve yeah and then last note that i'm trying to understand here uh are you interested in thinking about uh how the baseball games are are being the lines are being set for those no these are we're, we're, um uh, so I, there was MLB had an article about uh, the changing uh, MLB odds for the World Series. Ah, this is yeah, outright winner. Are you surprised? I, doubling up on on uh, New York teams with the shortest odds after a bad weekend for the for the Yankees. Um, I don't know. I just I thought it was interesting that MLB was was uh, linking to DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> Um, what do you mean? What do you mean? This is like this is the new trend, right? Is, you watch. I mean, this is the, we both. This is we're not going to talk about it, but we both been watching NBA, and uh, it's pretty heavy in there. <laughs> they talk about it quite a bit. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was wondering if you had had some thoughts. Another one that was sort of surprised me. Then, but reading the, reading the article and then jumping in, um, there were a couple teams that surprised me. That the double up on New York in the top four, top four, the shortest odds. Um, Padres. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it shouldn't be, right? Because some year, the theory goes, some year the Padres put it together because they have the pieces and they just storm the World Series. Right. And and it's actually, you don't want Tatis right now, right? Because you want to save those 100 games that he's going to be healthy for the end of the season in the playoffs. You want, right? you want your, so this is yeah. actually probably good. You want your team to hit here. that next gear 
in August, right? Yeah. That's what you, that's, everybody knows that's what you want. And um, all the teams <laughs> up here, most of the teams up here, I think, are are set up to have that gear. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at, like, the Angels are just a couple below that. The Angels could have that gear also. I mean, they, they're the team that we've been saying they should have that gear for six years, right? Ten years. <laughs> yeah, they, they have one of potentially the best 25 players ever on their team. They have spent a whole lot of money on pitching. They have Shoya Tani. I don't even know how to, you don't even know how to, you know, quantify that. And then they have really good players all around. It's like, what? Can you just get to 90 wins? And that's why I'm saying that they have another gear. You know, teams that I, I hate to talk about the twins all the time, but they don't have another gear. <laughs> right no. and i'm looking at this is it the, you hope that they they're going to be able to stay in fourth same, they have to stay in fourth all year same thing is true <laughs> right with the the rays i mean i like the rays but their gear is their next gear is doing something tricky with their personnel and i don't know how many times you can play that trick they play the trick all the time yeah i know no, they, they, so so you can't you can't hit another gear of a trick that you're already playing all the time <laughs> yeah 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 but, I mean, you know, should we be scared about the Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Astros hitting another gear? Probably. All of those teams at the top. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays. I like the Blue Jays to just be sitting there being like, we're, we're here. You know who doesn't look good who? after leaving Blue Jays? Who? Semyon. Yes. Uh, you <laughs> knew. I knew. I will say. And I don't feel like this is any stretch or like any Nostradamus-level prediction that he wasn't going to reach those heights that he hit last year. If he moved, if he, I, I don't even think in that lineup, but especially if he moved, obviously. Well, I think well that heights. He probably wasn't going to repeat what he did last year, um, on that yeah. team. And then, but he could have done like if he was in within ten percent on each one of the counting stats, it would have been fine. But then to be this is more disappointing. Semyon or Story? I think that there was more regression baked into Story. Remember how surprised yes. we were at, at his draft stock lowering? Yes. And he did not have as good a year last year, so it's. I think that it's 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 Semyon. I agree. Plus, I, again, if he stayed in that team, I mean, everybody who had a, the option to go to Toronto probably should feel that money. this year, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and everybody chases money. So, all right, do the traditional fantasy tracker here. Number one pitcher, Justin Verlander. Good for him. Getting up there makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, number one yeah. batter, Manny Machado. See, that feels like. All is right in the world with those two. Really, this would have been yeah. We'd, everything's perfect in 2018. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was say, what year is this? What year is this? Because this makes sense for like so many different years of the last ten. Yeah, we're we're, we're really normalized. Yeah, I, so I I guess are we going to see? You say we're really normalized. Are we going to see any more surprises? Define surprises however you want. Or are we really seeing a rotation of the guys that we suspected were going to be top ten the whole time? In the top one, in the mean? top one, or in yeah. the top ten? Because in the top ten, there's there. Are a yeah, no, no, no. Surprising. People ones. pop in um, at ten, sure. But I'm talking about number one. We've had some. We've had a couple surprising number ones. Yeah. Yes, I think that I think that we have not escaped the era of 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 having someone odd at number one. All right. C.J. Cron is still sitting there. Holy crap! Now I would consider that one very odd. Yeah, but he's the only one really that's just out of this world crazy who's in the top 10. Oh, I guess Taylor Ward, if he was able to get up there. Ah. Steal like three bases and Taylor Ward would be uh, top That's one. what I'm saying. Um, I don't know why Manoa just... 
I hate it. I hate it because I stared him down and I was like, this guy is going to either be really good or really bad. And I didn't know what the high of really good was going to be. And this. we haven't hit the innings, the innings cap yet. But like him being number two actually doesn't they they are feel that they weird. are capping him because if you watched over the weekend there was a whole big reaction to him being pulled out because he wanted to finish the game. You want to do the uh, TGFBI check in? We are not doing obligatory. Uh, oh, we're both trending in the right direction. Yes, yeah, go in the right direction. Go in the right way. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. <laughs> Don't we both own Trevor Story? This has got to be the Trevor Story effect. Yeah, this is the story. Yeah. yeah. That's the story. Story is the story. All right, so bringing it all back together. Um, and lastly, let's just pour one out for uh, end of EPL. We are in the basically, once the NBA finishes, we're just all in on MLB. A couple things. Okay, my main takeaway is that at the beginning of the season, we effectively sealed in an envelope our picks for who was going to get relegated. And we crushed it. And I will just briefly say that you pointed this out, but we are obviously better at picking losers. Better at picking losers, yeah. Which is pretty depressing, but but accurate. You know, if I think about our... If I, can sniff if I think out. about our whole season, it's always been about, like, they're going to lose. <laughs> not like... <laughs> it's not who's going to win. Because the teams that... That's the problem, is that the teams that could win in this, in this not-two-outcome kind of style, the team that could win could also draw and tell themselves that they yeah. won. Whereas losers just, just lose. <laughs> Losers just lose. Well said. Uh, you ready to bet against Fulham? <laughs> I am so psyched. I am I am thrilled that Leeds managed to stay up because I really enjoyed picking them to lose. And it is stunning that three teams lost more than them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Ownership part two, as, as you labeled it here. Uh, finally, we have cracked the code on github actions you crack the code on github actions in the most traditional way possible just trying a whole bunch of shit just just keep on trying it copy paste copy paste an example that theoretically worked we don't even know if the example worked copy paste edit copy paste edit copy paste edit and here we are now there is something we we, we got there is officially a bot commit in the sense i think that's what we what the best terminology for it of uh scraping down ownership data because that's the whole goal so i'm gonna i'm just congratulate you do a little do a little round of applause here this was Mm, this was your goal you accomplished it yeah but it's only it's it's only part of the way there (laughs) well we have now yeah no but we're in our field work phase i do in so in the in this in this podcast, history of this podcast, we are we talk about fantasy, we talk about fantasy baseball, we talk about baseball, and then we talk about the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Well, sometimes those tools and the project management to develop those tools, those stories have to come in here somewhere. And this was this week was um, it's actually two parted because number one, I had to solve that stupid player ID thing in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and so. So even before before I even started working on on GitHub Actions, um, we solved how to grab the player IDs um, from the from the HTML from the not HTML JavaScript no HTML yeah, yeah from the HTML um, and put those in there so we can have a unique identifier that's actually unique not uh, depending on name so Eduardo Eduardo Rodriguez or six gets tagged in here so this is, that's really going to be helpful but then yeah and then. I set up as this um, at the pinnacle, um, getting something in GitHub Actions. So we have 
We've wow. automated things. I have automated on my computer to run every day at a certain time. Wow. That was great. But GitHub Actions, this is this is cool. The mountain has been climbed. Yeah, I think the mountain I mean, has been climbed. We, you know, we we do occasionally need to look back at just how many tools and things we've learned to do. I mean, in principle, we've now officially learned to do this, and <laughs> we can we can apply this. Put on the resume. This tool. Expert. We can apply this tool to other problems. Because it's not like we don't exactly. it's not like we don't have a whole bunch of other problems that wouldn't benefit from something like this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like uh, like the uh, lineup. Exactly. The lineup scraper, lineup scraper. would benefit will benefit would will benefit enormously from figuring this out. So it's not just yeah, it's not just when we want to, we update it. And so you're looking at the data and it's like Oh, oh yeah, I have. I need to change this. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I haven't touched that since week three. Yeah, I know, I know. So basing your information. So it is that stuff, and I don't know. Maybe it runs every three days, or uh, pro- probably should just run every day. Who cares? It's a computer. It's a computer's time. Every it's every computer's time, not ours. Twice a day. Yeah. So and and that's what's fascinating about this. So GitHub Actions is um, if you are in GitHub, if you're developing using GitHub. It's it's great. Um, if you're not, you should you should start looking into it. Um, but GitHub Actions allows for workflow um, automation, and so what's interesting in this is that you don't know how much has to be automated in this. Because as a you know, we you and I both have this pretty good sense of like how to translate into a computer speak. Like when we're writing Python, yes. you have to do all these steps that you would think that if you were looking at at a table in Excel, you just have to explicitly tell the computer like that this field is a string. Yeah. And we need to change this to something else. Whereas Excel would just take it and be like, that looks like a string. I'll make it string. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Or I see it's got a percent sign in it, so I'm gonna make um it's a it's a percent. No, we have to say no, that's not a per it's not a string, ninety-nine percent. It is actually a number that is 0.99. You know, we have to do those steps in here. And so, and now we kind of get that in Python, but in Go- in GitHub, God, there it was again. Um, in GitHub Actions, we had to learn. I had to learn, like how much does the server not know? Yeah, well, the server knows nothing. The server, nothing. The server knows there's knows a thing nothing. called Python. That's a that's about it. Yeah, because and so what it has to do is it has to install. It has to point to Python. We have to say, this is a Python script that we're going to send you. And they're like, okay, cool. And then you have to say, okay. And these are all the like pieces of Python. These are all the site packages that we're going to use. It's like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> and then it runs it. And we were having that. We had a hard time because it runs. And it's supposed to, the script is supposed to generate a CSV that then gets added to our repository. Well, it's do, it was doing that, <laughs> but then it wasn't committing that. So it's never saving that CSV anyway. But I like it. Think about the service, just like a guy's like, okay, there we go. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yep. No, that's that's what it's supposed to be, right? It's the automaton just say no more. It's done. Um, but what did you ask for? What did you ask me for? You didn't ask me to commit this change that that you just. I know. So we so we wrestled with that. We went around and around. I I mean, I don't know how much narrativizing to do. The point is, it's successful. We have this posted on. We have the the github action script posted on github in principle anyone could learn from what we did um we will certainly yeah. learn from what we did i know that we're going to look at this again 
uh, and th- you started this this longitudinal data set. Yeah, so longitudinal data set, always fun. Where we're gonna be able to from this point. I don't have to. I already missed a day. I I got this script set to be able to run every day, and I missed Saturday. <laughs> I mean, this this is the <laughs> was thinking about it. Longi- longitudinal data sets are the optimal use for a GitHub action for us. Yeah. for us anyway. I mean, you're supposed you're supposed yeah, you're us. supposed well, to yeah, use them us. to make sure that any changes that you made to the code don't break anything. But for us, it's literally just gonna be like, please just update today. Please just can you update today? Please just gather sure. more data today. What should I do today? Gather more data. <laughs> okay. Is it eight uh, fifteen in the morning? Yes. Let's go. Gather data. I got data to gather. Yeah. No, and it's it's helpful. Longitudinal data sets are are always spoiled by missing data, missing days, and and then the wish to have that information. So this is this is going to be huge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, every there's so many different examples of it. Just cities that are like, well, I want to know what the population is today, this year, this month. Yeah. Right. And we we want that. I mean. I now find the run of things over time to be invaluable. And so something that gives us an opportunity, especially, I mean, in, in a lot of the fantasy baseball predictions, just it'd be really helpful to have a longitudinal data set. So we're getting this, we're getting a little head start on that. So we, we're, we're not going to share any of the recording of the, uh, it was like basically, what is a burn in Apollo 13 where they burn it from the, uh, the lem to try to get back onto on course. You know, yeah. that was basically what we're doing. It's basically recording that. So you think you think this was our, our burn maneuver, some sort of yeah, it's a burn maneuver. Just <laughs> we we just today we course corrected ourselves onto it. All right. No, no, no I don't disagree. Yeah. All right. I think that about brings us to the review session. Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. Um, age twenty seven. Not a name. Not a what's, name. I thought that we were going to be saying. What's, what's Nestor been up to here? He was he was drafted round thirty six. Number one thousand ninety four in twenty thirteen. Like, I did not know that they got that high. That's the that's the, I mean that's the crappiest crapshoot that I've ever heard of. But he he managed to remain in the Yankees organization forever. I guess so. Yeah, is that even higher than Mike Piazza? Mike Piazza is like like one of the. <sighs> yeah, I think he he has the record for the lowest draft pick in the Hall of Fame. I mean, this is pretty low. All right, stats. <laughs> He's started eight games, uh, pitched only pitched in eight games. So he's a full full on starter. Three wins, one loss, one point eight ERA, over forty five innings pitched, fifty six strikeouts, zero point eight nine WHIP. Um, kind of surprised that he's not the that he's not the guy leading the pitching stats or leading the the pitching player rater. This these are pretty incredible numbers. These are some eye popping numbers. That is a that is a good line. Wins, and his his career, I mean, so wins. he's he's done sort of cup of coffee type action, and uh, you know he's started twenty four games in his career, appeared in seventy two. His career numbers are actually pretty good. I mean, his career numbers they're fine. His career yeah. numbers are ownable, very ownable fantasy numbers. His numbers this year are elite fantasy numbers. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks like last year, last year coming into this year, he was start he was figuring it out. So I mean, they must have had a plan for him. They must have been planning this year, like had him in pencil at number five, because he did pretty well last year to, to, finish, to finish off the season. It's weird that they that he drafted by New York, goes to the Orioles, goes back to New York, <laughs> goes to the Mariners. Goes to Seattle. Goes back to New York. Okay. A third cup of coffee does, does a charm, I guess. Boy, I guess so. Three strikes, you're out. 
Boy, so he's been like he's been dropped multiple times. When he gets dropped, the Yankees pick him up. <laughs> and then they no, that's that appears that honestly appears to be what's happened. Yeah, Seattle Mariners sent. Wait, what? Seattle Mariners sent. Oh no, 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 no outright to he elected free agents and they outrighted. Them. Yeah, they traded. How many did they trade him each time? So I think he walked when he went to the Yankees, but they they traded him to the Mariners. Yeah, because they wa- they waived him. Oh, okay. Baltimore claimed him off waivers, and then um, I don't know how that. How does that? Oh, 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 oh. It's such a complicated. This is like sort of like a baseball like test here that we're running. <laughs> how did he? How did all of this happen? How did his career happen? He probably doesn't know. No. <laughs> so what? What do you? What do you think of him? I mean, the in, in the videos he's got he's got a mustache, which I big fan of. He's got a pretty standard. Um, delivery it's a little a little 45 degree arm. a little open yeah a little bit op- oh yeah it's a little sidearm you mean arm slot stuff i guess he does he must have a little arm slot action because he these do have do look very different <coughs> um i not a very not a very good fastball what what is his main pitch uh was his main pitch is the fastball right 42 percent of his pitches this year have been that fastball that tops out at 90 <laughs> or that not tops out it, but averages ninety, uh, which is good in case you're keeping track at home for fourth percentile in the league. Wow, I mean, wow! How does isn't he, that why I don't know? Isn't how, that just why does... he hasn't made it up before? Do you think? I mean, yeah, that's just or stayed up. I guess is if you if you have a, I mean, you have to be Grinky to be able to be throwing that 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 speed and be successful. Yeah, and Grinky didn't do that when he was twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. <laughs> So he's got equal weight of the cutter and the and his uh, four seamer. Yeah. But his his cutter's slower okay. than the four seamer, so it's not like. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's just got a little mo. He's just got a little motion on it. So, I mean, he's he's a pretty. I guess if if you're able to figure out the combination, I mean, he's on a team where there's there's a man who famously figured out how to just throw one pitch, and and that would be in the cutter. I'm nodding aggressively. Yes. Um. His you know his pitches are a little bit stair steppy here in speed. You know, fastball. Three miles an hour slower cutter, or four miles, five miles an hour slower cutter, I guess. Then, three miles an hour slower changeup, six miles an hour slower slider. I like this, you know that. Yeah. I, I don't see the. I mean, he only throws it four percent of the time, but I don't see the utility of a changeup that basically the the fastest changeup that he throws is the same as the slowest fastball that he throws. He must never use it. I mean, his, his put away percent six point wow. But remarkably, he's got 56 Ks on 45 innings, and it's not like this is a K per nine anomaly. He's 239 over 217. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what that is and ask you if you think rest of season. So that is good for a 9.91. Is his career strikeout per nine? Is his career K per nine? Well, he's always been a strikeout pitcher, yeah. even in the years when he has like a very high ERA. That's pretty wild. He's currently on track for eleven point two. He's at eleven point two. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a small upward regression and call it ten. Does he rest of season, rest of season from today, ten K per nine. Rest of season, you really wanna you really wanna. He's do baked that? in too not, much. Not, he's baked in too much. Well, I, <laughs> I would give you ten point two if you're gonna take this. If you're gonna if you're gonna count these. Last year he was in nine point nine seven. So, I will take full season over ten. I will take. I mean, I will take the um, rest of season over ten. Okay, I'll take the under. Yeah, 
Four-seam fastball velocity is down a tick from last year. Yeah, looking. so I'm looking at over here on um, fan graphs to um, make sure that I'm only looking at this tabularly. You see all the signs that everything is like a little bit favorable for him. His left on base percentage is 87.6. Even last year was 85. His home run to fly ball ratio. Last year was 11.3. It's 9.3. Okay. His um, home run per nine is down from 1.35 to 0.8. His um, walks per nine is down 2.42 to 2.2. His, uh, where I was just looking at the, but bip. Oh, uh, 265 is was last year 248 so you you are you saying you're saying negative regression incoming yes yeah okay so sell if you if you own him and you have you'd probably sell him for something decent for somebody who's desperate if you can sell him for the value that he's at right now yeah i think i think that's i mean what am i crazy here (laughs) is that is that not what everybody's already thinking yeah i'm gonna sell on him maybe somebody's gonna be fine if you if you have some, if you have him, and someone wants to give, you, he's ranked number twenty right now. If someone wants to give you, a, they're not going to give you a top twenty player, a top thirty yeah, yeah. talent for him. You do it, yeah. But I don't know that. What's interesting is, so he's going to regress a little. But that's from the numbers that he has right now, a little bit. Like we're, I'm saying a little bit, which is kind of astounding. Okay, so he's not one point eight zero ERA guy, duh, and zero point eight nine WHIP guy, duh. But the little bit of extra bump that he's getting is more like a three two five, I think, adjusted. So that's still a really ownable guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say drop it like drop him right now for anything that you can get. I'd say no, if you can get no, no. real value, you should. Yeah. But otherwise, you should you should pencil him in as your as your um, second. Should you starter. try and fleece the Simeon owner? It's it's a good question. Yeah, who's gonna? Oh, you wanna? I think Simeon. I think Simeon's gonna bounce back. I would make. I would make that trade because I think that Simeon has future positive regression. I think end of the season, Cortez is gonna have more value. Is gonna be higher on the player rater. You wanna put that? Put it in there. Simeon was one that I was thinking of. It's like, or Story. Yeah. Would you say? Would you trade? Would do you think Story is gonna be higher at the end of the season? I do. um, Yeah. What about Robbie Ray? Would you trade him straight up for Robbie Ray? Yes, because I think he's got, you know, Robbie Ray K upside and he doesn't appear to blow up as strongly as Robbie Ray does. No, I meant if you had you had Cortez. Yeah. You trade him for uh, Robbie Ray. that's a good question. I I don't think I would. I don't think so either. I d- I don't think I think there's I think there is the possibility of potential here even though we just Poked a bunch of holes in his uh, not very fast fastball. <laughs> okay, so now I, I'm going to hit something a little bit closer to home. The person one ahead of Robbie Ray. Do you know who it is? I don't. Woodruff. I would not trade Woodruff. Woodruff is too certain. Too certain that he'll he'll bounce back. Yeah, I Wood, Woodruff is Woodruff is a proven commodity. Nestor Cortez is on his way, but he has to continue doing this, and that's not clear to me that that's going to happen. No, this is an interesting player. I, I, it's, it's, it's a scratcher. It's a head scratcher. I, and I can. <laughs> he's also someone where you can imagine that you're gonna propose if you have him and propose a trade to one guy, they're gonna be oh. like, they're gonna be like, are you kidding me? I am now disrespected that you made that offer. And then another person, then you're gonna like talk to another person. They're gonna be like, no, 
Okay, well, I can, let's, you know, we can, we can figure something out. Okay, so it's uh, know your, know your target, target sales audience. Know your target sales, yeah. All right, I agree with oh, that. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Lucas Giolito. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!